It's Wednesday night, Three Valleys Radio time for Football Bloody Hell. And our guests tonight are Mr Paul Thorpe, former Yeovil Town centre-half. The current midfielder Josh Staunton from Yeovil Town. Ricky Hyatt coming to hold the honour of the Reds up if he can. And a rather shell shocked me after yesterday. Sit down and relax, get the pints out, and let's talk football. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Football Bloody Hell. That's going to be the operative word later on, I think. But anyway, our guests tonight include... Josh Staunton from Town Football Club. Evening, Josh. Evening, everyone. Thank you for having me again, Adi. Oh, we're always welcome, mate. Always welcome. Thanks, mate. And uh, Mr. Paul Thorpe, ex Town. All right, Thorpey? Old fossil Yeovaltown, isn't it? Yes. Uh, good evening, everyone. Hope everybody's uh, been found well and healthy. You sound like you're talking down the middle of the toilet at the moment. I don't know quite why you're so muffled, but anyway. Uh, and finally, Rick Hyatt is with us as well, right, Rick? Yeah, I'm not so bad, mate. If you've just introduced a current Yeovil player and uh, a former Yeovil player, mm-hmm. would this be an opportune moment to break the uh, the breaking news of my impending signing? <laughs> Have you? What, are you, are you signing then? Yeah, I, I I think that a middle-aged man up front is just what they need at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take that, Josh. Get out there and sort him out. <laughs> I don't know. The neck of the man, he's got more neck than E.T., isn't he? Dear, oh dear, oh dear, I don't know. Whatever's next. Anyway, just because everybody's going to expect us to talk about the drubbing of yesterday afternoon, we're going to start talking about Chelsea, OK? Just to throw you all off your off your uh, perch. Uh, what do we all think about Mr. Obramovich selling Chelsea? Thorpe, you um, can start. Well, first and foremost, I think he's, you know, done a, I think he's done a, a, an amazing job. I mean, he came in very unexpectedly many years ago and he has, he has stuck around. So I actually think that he's um, done a very good job. There's obviously question marks about how he's got his money, like there generally is, because it's extremely uh, vast wealth that he has got. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how the new owners adapt to the style that he had and, and what their actual business plan would be, because he's, he's notoriously been quite ruthless in, in his tracking. But um, I certainly don't think he's been bad for the Premiership. I think he's actually been very, very good for the Premiership. But it's obviously up in the fact that it's increased, you know, as soon as people find out what he's worth, it obviously increased the, 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 the price tag of players coming into the Premier League, which has not helped um, with the finances of the club. But I certainly don't think he's... Um, um, I don't think he's been bad for the Premiership, although I, I will say that he's definitely trying to protect his fortunes because, you know, obviously then if, he, if, he, if he, um, he's trying to keep on good terms with the government and looking after his assets, which any businessman would do. Uh, I don't think he had much of an option, really, to be honest. He obviously has to, it's probably above football, it's a political matter, isn't it? So he's uh, got to save his assets and I presume there would have been sanctions coming, so he's trying to save the club. The uh, the whole um, charitable gesture could be an interesting one to see what way that goes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was I was going to mention that. I mean, you know, he comes on and says, right, he's he's going to give all of the three billion or whatever he gets 
to the refugees and yeah, but, and he's going to any profits as well he's going to give which well it does sound over generous to me but i don't know maybe yeah, i'm just the, a cynic the, the word it the word is is anyone who's been affected by the conflict isn't it so that could be russian people yeah so yeah. it could still be going to russia you never know it's one of them things way above my pay grade mate that's all i know well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I don't think Mr. Priestnell's quite in that realm, do you? <laughs> no, I don't think we have that clout. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm just a cynic, I guess. So I, I, I just think he's 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 trying to uh, put on a brave face of it. But I, I suspect that uh, I don't think the refugees are going to see an awful lot of his rubles over there. But uh, And by the time they get to him, anyway, they'll be so devalued, they probably won't work for yeah. five bob. Yeah, exactly. It won't be worth a great deal, will they? No. What do you think, Rick? I think that this is a tremendous, tremendous opportunity for a family from Tampa Bay who wanted to uh, invest in a football club to take their money out of one football club and put it in another one. I think that it's too good an opportunity to miss. Well, I must admit, I think it's a super idea. Do you think we should perhaps get in touch with them and pop over to see them in Tampa? <laughs> I think that, that would be a very good idea, Adrian. Yeah, well, it's, it's a not. I've been to Tampa. It's a nice place. Very nice place. It's ever so but hot. Very nice. If you've got to have a, a trinket club, then I think Chelsea's probably been the best run of them. At least you know where you stand with Abramovich. Whereas, and it's not sports washing, and it is very much a hobby with them as well. No, he's done so, well by the club, hasn't he? To be fair, yeah. and, and even during, yeah, throughout so, the pandemic, he was he was very good for the country. So. Yeah. What can we say? We I mean, can't sit here and slag him off, really, can we? But whoever comes in and buys it isn't gonna. Chelsea aren't going to be in a situation where they're going to get one and a half billion loan given to them, which in effect is what Abramovich has done, with no need to repay it. No. It's going to be a different. The... Oh, sorry, Rick. No, carry on, mate. They haven't got the um the the worldwide like audience like United have, have they? So they're not going to be. No. So the revenue they bring in isn't going to be anywhere near as as big a potential, is it? So it's, yeah. it's going to be really hard to, to get an owner in the same mould as Abramovich. Yeah, because he had that much disposable income. It was a plaything, if you like, an interest for him, almost a hobby. And so yeah. he, could, he didn't mind chucking money, good money after bad, in an in a attempt to get the, the results. But if somebody comes in and runs it like a business, then it might be a... And also, what? if somebody else is going to come in and get it, after the shambles of the Newcastle takeover, I think this whole fit and proper persons thing is going to be a bit, bit different moving forward from what it has been in the past. Yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. What worries me a little bit is the fact that it's, it's another, possibly another American investment opportunity and, um, you know, possibly something that is distasteful, which obviously you guys are, 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 are jumping on top of, which is the way the Glazies are taking money out of the football club and, and, and taking it back for their own personal greed and wealth, which I totally get. And I'm worried about another American consortium taking it over and doing a similar thing and taking money out of, the, out of the premiership, which is not really what is supposed to happen. And um, where, whether these American businesses or consortiums run their sports clubs in a, in a totally different fashion to the way we do, and um, uh, which, which concerns me a little bit for the future. Not, not exactly right now, but for the future. But I, I think you talk about the Glazers, though. I've got a, I've got a slightly different view to, to uh, the Glazers than Rick has. Um, I mean, yes, they've taken one hell of a lot of money out, and that money could have been put to far better use buying some better and also, players. And also, Adrian, also not paid back a single penny of no. the debt but, that was leveraged against the club in order to buy it. That's disgraceful. But I think that the, the worst thing about the Glazers has been, um, and this is supposed to be a discussion about Chelsea, by the way, um, but I think the worst thing about the Glazers has been has been their total lack of interest in running the club properly. It's, it's all about money with them. Nothing else matters to them at all, um, which I think is, is, is a sad indictment of their of their uh, involvement with the club. But going back to Chelsea, yeah. um, this Conor McGregor is supposedly interested. I mean, I don't know much about this well, this wrestling much, type stuff, but has he got about... three billion in? No, he hasn't. I think he's what's he worth? One hundred and twenty million, something like that. Is he? Something like that, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's like me putting my name forward for it. It's just 
he's got no leverage, is it? Unless he had a. But unless he's got some sort of a yeah, some backers, I suppose. But but even but for you, three billion pounds. There's only a very very few people in the world who can afford that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You know, I've got to say that, and that's the one. That's the one good thing with Abramovich is the fact that he he did love football, and he's he's loved, you know, and he's driven to win trophies, and he's done it. He's you know, you have a look at what they've won before he got there, and what he'd won after he got there. I mean. I think the fans will be quite um, upset that he's leaving in a way because they have once they've definitely won stuff right like now. Well, yeah, they've was it twenty-one trophies I saw that they've won under Abramovich. Does, does that number ring yeah, a bell? Something like that. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that's that's. And if Conor McGregor wants to run a football club, then 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 let, let's put Yeovil's name for it because one hundred and twenty million should should just yeah. be about. Right. Should be able to get us, shouldn't it? <laughs> just, just, you know, yeah, but he's, like, he is supposedly right. a red, as far as I understand it. I don't know. Yeah, he is. That's what I thought. So what would he want to buy Chelsea for then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sooner he better yeah. get up there and buy, buy the Glazers out, I would have thought. But, but I mean, what what price Man United now if, if Chelsea's worth £3 billion? Well, those no, figures I presume are just ridiculous. Well, I presume you're taking on no debt with Chelsea, are you? That £3 billion, that includes paying off the £1.5 billion debt. Does it? Yeah. And um, and I well, I wonder how many properties there are in London. That's because we were trying to work out the valuation. Mm. Surely there's got to be a lot of property in London. There's got to be all sorts of things added into that because that can't be the football club alone, can it? Well, I, I don't know. Who knows what how he how he works his figures out? But I mean, probably not. But you, you know, you don't. Unless know, he do doesn't you? actually want to sell it and he just priced people out to try and buy time. No. It's probably yeah. It's just a stalling thing, isn't it? Until yeah, all just, this just, exactly. Oh, yeah. nobody's nobody's come in and bought the club, so yeah. I can carry. Yeah, the way I was before. But he's made importantly. He's made that gesture, and he seems to be making it. It's saving and, face, isn't it? That's yeah, what it is. yeah. It's a lot. But of... I wouldn't worry, Adrian. I wouldn't worry too much about what Chelsea fans think, because if their manager's got to go into press conferences and apologise for their behaviour at the moment, yeah. then the concerns of Chelsea fans is pretty well down on the list. No, quite. I'm glad he did pick him up on it because it was uh, not in the best possible taste at all, was it? No, you can understand them getting defensive, but I mean, it's not the time or the place for that particular mm. particular action. I think. <clears throat> no, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, I see that they are also saying that Bruce Buck. I can't pronounce the the, the female that's on the board up there, the one who, who does all the the uh, transfers. That they think they're likely to leave as well now, so uh, you know that could really upset the apple cart at Chelsea if they left. Ramovich walks out, and suddenly you know you've got your four or five main people have suddenly walked away from the club. How's that going to work? I mean, I know it'll work all right on the team, the, on the pitch, on the grass, but uh, you know it, it begs the question, doesn't it? Don't you think, Thorpey? Sorry, you went. I just lost you a little bit there. I was saying that uh, they were saying that Bruce Buck and, and uh, what's her name, Marina, somebody or other, the, the, the female they've got on the board that does all the transfer negotiating, they're talking yep. about her, her, those two leaving. So if, if, if they leave and Roman Abramovich left, how's that going to leave Chelsea? Are they going to have to start selling some of their players, for example? Well, listen, sometimes clubs need a freshen up. I, I, I don't think the fans would, uh, um, you know, Say no to a new fresh freshness in the club, but it's it's how it's how we it's wouldn't. derived and how it's well. I I, I think it's been I think the, the actual the the, the um, competitiveness of, of the top of the Premiership has actually been really really good, and it's actually getting to the point where actually other clubs are actually getting closer um, because of the 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 way they're buying and the way they're being run. So I've got no problem with this freshness and new days, but uh, as long as it's not detrimental to to our beautiful league and, our, and, and a beautiful game. I, I just don't want that. And I just think, you know, what worries me, as I said before about the Americans coming in, is the way they run their run their, 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 their sports, um, you know, in, in their country. It's just totally different. And I just think that we, the, 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 the Football League, need to protect their global product, to keep going on about their global product, because it is the best thing in the world by, by a country mile, you know, and... Um, you know, the fans all around the world, they don't talk about Italian football or, you know, even the Spanish or German leagues. They talk about the, the Premiership. And, um, 
and that's what we got. That's what we got to protect. And um, yeah, the fact that listen, somebody else will come in into that job and put freshness into it, and that, that that side of it, I don't think will be a problem for Chelsea so much. Yes, they've done a good job, absolutely. But there's also along there's been some failings as well. You know, you can't get all your signings right, and um, you know, and uh, when you do um, get it right, then it's, it's special, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, no, that's true, and, and you know, we'll have to wait and see how it all develops. But it's certainly an interesting topic for conversation. Um, but I tried to put it off as long as I can, Rick. But I, I mean, we're going to have to talk about it, unfortunately. Um, hey, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, first half we were okay, I thought, but second half is absolute utter shambles. Um, yeah. Absolutely what gutted. What do you guys actually think of uh, Roy Keane's and Mr Neville's comments about the, the way the players give up and, uh, and not actually wanting those players to play for you know United again? Because I thought it was I thought it was a masterclass from uh, a ball possession and controlling the game um, by um, by Man City, even though they were set back. by I thought like a fairly decent performance by Sancho, but. Um, you know, but the second half performance was absolutely woeful and disgraceful for different reasons. Yeah, sadly, I can't disagree. Um, but, but the question is why? Right. Why is it so bad? The, the people always thing revert to type, don't they? Players yeah. of like people, they always revert to type. You can fake it for five games, ten games, and when push comes to shove, you always revert to type, and that is the type of player and person Man United have got throughout the squad well you know Keno said that he thought that six or five or six players should never pull on the shirt again let's get down to basics lads come on who do you think are the five or six that they should that he's referring to yes, I didn't watch the game so I can't really comment I just heard it was bad oh, pick, pick any five Josh I wouldn't care at the moment <laughs> I would not, honestly I would not care I would not care if the whole lot of them went the most interesting thing about Keno and what he was saying yesterday, apart from the fact that it was absolutely right, and it was quite interesting to see how um, Scott McTominay reacted when, it, in the middle of an interview, he's coming out with the usual glib. And, and Jaden Sancho, as well as he played yesterday, he's been on social media today apologising for it, and we go again. And you, you know what you can do with that excuse, mate. But nobody, it's, it's like McTominay was in a bubble. It's like all the players are in a bubble, and they don't appreciate how they're being perceived outside that because when Jeff Reeves said to him about um, giving up throwing in the towel doing all that and it's all like came as a shock he thought mm. just by coming out and, and having a few glib oh it's difficult to do this you're up against the top side you can't do this and thought that was just going to get passed over as that being an explanation when he was told what ex-professionals and let's face it there's not many in that um, United side at the moment fit the lace Roy Keane's boots so it carries a bit more weight and it's like it came as a, sh a shock to him that that's how that performance should be perceived how, you can't just say because we're playing Man City it's all right to lose 4-1 I and mean, we've said on this many many times it doesn't matter how good you are you've got to put a shift in and people will forgive a load yeah. of stuff if you put a shift in and that lot down tools so personally I, I get rid of them all Rick, Rick, we've been saying the same thing about Man United for since as long as I've been on it, though, haven't we? So yeah. it's not it's not like it's a one-off, and you could forgive him for a one-off. The, on, the only it's way you're gonna, there's a problem in the changing room. There's a problem amongst the playing staff yeah. at that club. The only way you're going to get rid of it is get rid of a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, they do. They need a blank canvas. They need to. Yeah. They've and and the way their wage structure is, they've overinflated the, the wage market, so they're they're bringing the wrong people in for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And. They just can't. There's no. I think you have to clear clear the deadwood out completely before you can even start to build. Because, like you say, it's just that root, that core is there, and it's and it's not a good core. Yeah, it's I a mean, rotten core. Yeah. Who have, who have the Glazers in their infinite football wisdom? Who have they put in charge of the whole operation? Richard Arnold. I don't know Richard Arnold. He might be a lovely man. He might be a very intelligent man. He might know everything there is to know about football. But his primary qualification for this job is the fact he went to university with Ed Woodward. Yeah. So, 
Do we honestly expect anything to change? Nothing will change at that football club as long as the Glazers are involved. Yeah. Not at all. Okay, so on the just going through the squad, this is this is my opinion as a Liverpool <laughs> fan. The what? Uh, so narrow it which down to five. Which which would no no. I said so. De Gea played really really well. I thought his save was was phenomenal. No backing up. Henderson as a backup keeper, I think, should go. Because I don't think he's... Uh, they talk about him. His form has not been good enough. Well, he's, he's not playing he's under not pressure. The, he's not the best backup keeper in the league anymore, is he? <laughs> we no, found no, that no, out actually. last week. OK, Heaton is better. Darlow's been playing well. Wambasaka needs to go. He They'll was pathetic yesterday, I thought. Jones got to go. Maguire, yep. absolute bloody disgrace as far as I'm yep. concerned. As a centre-half... Well, I know I'm old school and I was never good enough, not quick enough. You've got to play to your limitations. He's not a leader, right? Bali, when he's fit, good. Lindelof has been playing better. Telles, not good enough. Matic, not good enough. McTominay, falls asleep too many times. Fred, in and out. Pogba, absolute disgrace. Lingard, got to go. I would play Mata above, yeah. above yeah. Pogba every single time. Fernandez, in and out. Sancho, not proven it for the money. Too much money. I personally would get rid of. Alanga has got talent, but he needs nurturing. He needs protecting. And what Rashford, he needs, Thorpe, Thorpe, what Alanga needs and what all the young players in that squad need is they need to be taken away from those influences in the changing room that are creating yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, poison totally it. agree. Poison it spreads, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, it does. And those players, the, the manager knows who they are. Now, that is going to cost you, we've said it before, minimum half a billion to get rid of and redevelop Manchester United Football Club. And that's going to take a long, long time. You know, if they do it, say, under, uh, you know, under uh, the fair play uh, financial rules and, uh, you know, and building it and, and, and working, possibly spending 200 million each year, that's going to take you a minimum of five years, three to five years, to spin that football club around. You know, as a Liverpool fan, couldn't be happier, but we've been also in this situation, and we talked about, like, it going round the circle, and it will go round the circle again. You know, and Liverpool will find it hard times. You know, Manchester City will find it under hard times because they're not guaranteed to win once the manager goes, as, it found, as Man United found out. You know, when Ferguson left. But they are in dire straits. And I just cannot believe that the football club that big can let players and influences and a cancer, and it is a cancer, run through that football club like it's doing at the moment. Because, you know, don't be wrong, this, of course I'm happy about it because we're, we're up there and we're winning <coughs> stuff. And, you know, but Manchester United, as again, I talk about the global product, is integral to the success of English football and also there's so many like you know you've got them playing against Man City you've got them playing against Liverpool you've got the Leeds United game you know the big ties that they used to have against Nottingham Forest when they were when they were in the in, in the top flight there's some fantastic battles there and um, we need the, you know we need Manchester United be ticking on, on, on all the boxes because it makes it interesting Will, well, will Liverpool win the, win the championship again? I hope so. Very soon. I hope so. You know, but also we need that competitiveness to keep the level of the Premiership at a very, very high level. What about a manager, though? I mean, look, we, we, we've we've absolutely slaughtered the players, and quite rightly so. Okay, next week we play Tottenham at home. Yeah. Now, yeah. how many? How many, you know, would you would you go absolutely and get rid of a lot of them virtually and bring in reserves, bring in the likes of Mata and what, what oh, would you do? But Adrian, as long as United are still in the Champions League, which is the ultimate golden ticket, then you have to persevere with what you've got <laughs> and try and do it. It's not the time for making sweeping gestures. I mean, the only good thing that's come up over the last couple of weeks is the fact that Liverpool won in the FA Cup, which means that United don't have to play them immediately after, in that week after they play Spurs, which hopefully will be three points, and Atletico Madrid. The following Saturday, they were due to play Liverpool. Mm. 
Now you imagine a run of games like that. You can't mess about with what you've got. Yes, they, they need... Maybe this would be a wake-up call. But, I mean, Josh, Thorby, you're both centre-halves. If you were playing like Barry Maguire at the moment, would you be pleased with yourself? Would, would you feel that you I, could pick up money? I wouldn't I would get a young side if I played like that. But, you know, Barry Maguire... <laughs> yeah, I think the, the the mistakes he's making time and time again are unforgivable. Even at our level, they're they'd be unforgivable. Yeah, they're I totally agree with that. Simple things. Yeah, and I, I mean, I mean, it's like even if it's not even a even if it's not a, a like a straight up mistake, it's a it's a switching off costing them a goal. It's a yeah. wrong decision, which costs them a goal. And for some, for the top top level, I can't believe it. I, I genuinely think I played. I genuinely think I played with. Less error prone centre halves at, at our level. Yeah, but when, I, he, when, I he was at, when he was at Leicester and when he was at Hull, he was outstanding. But and now he's gone to United. Pardon? He's probably got this massive ego now. Like when he scored yeah. and sh- put his ears in the in the things, wow. his fingers in his ear. Do you know what I mean? That's just a load of rubbish. But then why was he given the captaincy? That's what that's made the yeah, problem me. worse because you can't drop your captain. And yet, no. possibly, Varane and Lindelof might be a workable duo. I read, I read Rick yeah. out a text that my son sent me, and basically it said, when United lost to Leicester 4-2, uh, uh, who else was it? Manchester City twice, 4-1 and 2-0. Um, Watford 4-1, and there was another game. There was about five games. And in all of those games, the one common denominator was that Varane did not play. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and I think, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's disappointing that you sign a player for all that money and you think this is going to be the one. And he, I, I think he's not a bad player. I, I certainly don't think he's he's, um, you know, he's been infected, shall we say, by the by the bad feelings that's going up there at the moment. But he's he's missed a lot of games, whether it be for illness or whatever, and and that's that's disappointing, isn't it? Hey, it's interesting you say that because we were talking about this. I've never seen a team at the top level as much as Man United who have players constantly in and out of the squad with one two week injuries. Mm. No, like you look at you look at Liverpool, look at Chelsea, look at Man City. They're uh, Man City obviously swap teams around a lot more, but they don't have constant one week injury like the amount of Man United players who are injured for one one week then back in the next mm. like at, we because we were saying Thorpe at our level we just you just play through them yeah, yeah. and you accept cool. your, your well look, look at Cavani Cavani seems to decide it when he plays because nobody else does he'll, he'll, he'll say no I'm not ready I'm not ready I mean that's ludicrous I mean he's not a bad player when he's actually playing but he just doesn't play enough does he but Thorpe you've got John, your hand up yeah, Josh. I'm just going to ask Josh a question, and uh, that's why my hand is up. You know, it's a, it's the fact that you know, with with Mata was never really blessed with speed. Anyways, the game's never been about yeah, speed, yeah. is it? It's about positioning yeah. and the ball distribution and, and arriving at certain. And the way yeah, he reads yeah. the game's amazing. I mean, when you look at the players that he's playing there at the moment, Mata walks all over him, doesn't he? Yeah. Or am I 100%. missing something? Hundred percent. But it's like a. I, I just don't. I don't know Man United's style of play. I just and well, and I don't think they so do. How can so how can they? Because players like Mata, they're like a, like a, same as Fabregas. If you're going to have a high energy pressing team, they probably would struggle. At, at like a a real physical team. But he's but you're right. You... He's more than good enough. He's more than he's he's the best of that type of player Man United have got by a mile, and he never get doesn't even get a shoe in. Yeah. But you would put two workhorses alongside him, wouldn't you? And they would then work hard with the ball, give it to Matter, and yeah. he'd just distribute it like, but, and he'd do that all day, wouldn't he? But, like, Man, so. but Man United fans would rather Man United fans would rather watch a token gesture from Bruno Fernandez where he walks around, does gives the ball away x amount of times. It's like it's like that player, a Matic like player, just they're not valued, they're not appreciated anymore. Ozil got stick after stick. Not everyone in the team has to be able to run round. Yeah. Well, at the moment, United can't string two passes together. So you've got Mata, who can, yeah. from what I recall, from 1943 or whenever the last time he played was. So sneak mm. him in. He's he, never let Man United down, has he? No. No. All he's done is get older and have yeah. different people come in and decide. The thing is, when uh, the last time United had sort of a discernible 
style of play was Oli got criticised because, oh, United can only play on the counter. Can't even do that now. Yeah. So, no. so it's, it's gone backwards. Trying to pander to uh, media scrutiny or whatever, and United lose the one thing that they were actually good at. Yeah. It's madness. Yeah. It needs somebody strong to come in, which is why, moving forward with it, I think that the whole Ten Hag thing is gaining momentum, and United will have to do what Liverpool did, what Arsenal did, and, and accept the fact that for two or three years they're not going to be in contention for things. It happened to Fergie around 2005 as well. And you just have to, to say, right, we go along with the process, make the point, appoint the right man, and then, and then back him. Yeah. But there's no but, patience. But the trouble is, as you say, Rick, you know, it is looking as though this 10, what's his name? Ten Hag is, is, is looking Hag, more yeah. the favourite at the moment. But, um, you know, we want a short term fix. We know we're not going to get a long-term fix, but we, it would be nice to have a bit of a short-term fix just to stay in the in the Champions League places. And at the moment, I, I, mean, I don't think. What well, do you mean, win one game to make? Yeah, that out? would that would probably do for a start. But I mean, I yeah. I, I personally uh, I get slagged off for this in this household, but I I, I don't particularly rate. I mean, he, he speaks very well, Ragnick, but I just don't think he's a. He's not a, a motivator. He doesn't strike me as a... I can't imagine... Yeah, they don't look you, as though they're scared you of him. him. You listen to him at the moment. The reason that you've got players downing tools, the reason you've got Ronaldo having a hip injury but having to go back to Portugal, the reason you've got Cavani doing what he's doing is the fact that he is brutally honest. He's blunt and he will tell them the truth. And that's what's happened, I think. The fact that it... The, the way the players are reacting to it shows even more that what he's doing is right. They've mm, had Oli yeah. come in and be a cheerleader. And, and, and I love Oli de Bits. As a player, he was fantastic. And for two, three months, he did a great job as a manager. But after that, he, he failed because he wasn't strong enough. How do you discipline a room of millionaires? You can't. It takes a special individual, and United have got to mm. find one. Yeah, you're right there. I mean, is Ted Hag going to do it, mine? That's the point, because he's not... All right, his, his, his claim to fame is two two championships, I think, with Ajax, isn't it? Something like that. But, I mean, has he done much else apart from that? I mean, what about Carlo Ancelotti? His name's been mentioned. Um, Busted you know. flush. It's the same as going back to Mourinho. It's the same as going back to Louis van Gaal. Ten years ago, when, when Fergie left, Ancelotti would have been a spot-on appointment. As it is, that particular um, ship has sailed. Yeah, he's a wrong man. Wrong man. Yeah. It's knee-jerk. To get him in would be a knee-jerk reaction. It's like saying, yes, we want success, but what we want to do is we want to try and get somebody who can use this bunch of players who have continually let everybody down and manage them and get them playing well. Sod it. They've had enough opportunities. Yeah. Sancho's different. Varane's different. But the rest of them, honest to God, as a United fan, it is sickening to watch what they are doing on the field. Juan Bissaka, if he ever goes near a United shirt again, it would be an absolute disgrace. That was probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen a United player put in. And he didn't even try. He didn't look asked at the end of it. Yeah. The mm. other thing as well, you're also guaranteeing salaries uh, for people who have, have been either loaned out of, of basically just short of 30 million. Yeah. Dead money. Of dead money, yeah, at the moment. With Andy Martial... Van der Beek, Brandon Williams, um, Tuanzebe, Pereira, Palestri, um, one of the uh, Mengi, and Diallo. Yeah. So there's it's, it's a very 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 poorly run. You know, looking at the team now. Where's Storm? Oh, don't know why my camera keeps going off. <laughs> he on. disappeared. Come oh, on, my camera keeps. Don't know why my camera doesn't there start. It stand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just sort of saying it's you know it's been poorly run, and I think the fans should be equally annoyed about uh, you know what's been going on as regards to player recruitment, and um, you know we've not seen many players, not too many players coming through um, that have actually stayed in the side. Obviously, there's been a, you know a, a couple, but they the ones who've come in just haven't quite, I think, done well. Williams did really, really well at left back for a while, but then they all of a sudden just pushed him aside and I thought that that was just a bit detrimental for him because that must, mentally, that must be 
quite hard for a youngster. You're almost like saying you're not good enough. And um, I thought he was was a little bit of a breath of fresh air. He had a little bit of needle to him, which I quite liked. Um, and he looked like he wanted but, to play for Man United, more importantly. Yeah, yeah, he wanted it, exactly. And I was, yeah, but a big point as well. He wanted to play for Man United. I think he looked like, um, yeah, he looked like every time he went on that pitch, he'd done it. Doing yeah. his, he can do his family proud and that's all a fan wants isn't it it's all a fan has ever wanted absolutely mm. absolutely what about um, Roy Keane and Gary Neville and Micah Richards in particular uh, is it just me I can't stand the bloke I, if I had a gun I'd shoot him he's such it's a childish prat that uh, I mean even, even Roy Keane said he was childish on the programme and he didn't like that, you could tell. But, I mean, he was, I thought, his, his behaviour. He's still a broadcaster, after all, isn't he? You know, he's, he's got he, a job he, he to milking, keep. He was milking the moment, I suspect. Well, of course he was, I mean? yeah, and, I understand um, that. You know, but there's... And, and there's that little bit of comedy element to it. But, um, yeah, you don't want to be disrespectful. And uh, sometimes you, you need to know when to stop and just not keep going on about it like that. Ah, this is it, but he did. But, um, I, I don't know, I mean... You, you can't really odds what, what Neville and Kino said. It was absolutely spot on. But, uh, you know, I just... And I it just... needed saying, Adrian. It needed saying by somebody who carries a bit of weight, has a bit of respect of people in, within football, to call it out, call it for what it is. It's not just yeah. senseless. It's not name-calling name for the sake of it. There is an issue there. And mm. these players need to pull their heads out of the backsides, pull their fingers out and put a shift in. Because there's a lot of people out there that would do that for nothing, and they'd probably be as good. Yeah, Josh, yeah. you're you, you know you're a professional player. You play for a team. Um, when it when it if the manager or coach whoever's doing it um, turns up with a pretty poor um, training session, I, I don't know quite how they work these things out. Uh, are there are there certain elements that has to be in each training session or? Or do you concentrate on one element all the time? How does it work? But um, I mean, you know, do, do you as players get get sort of resentful if you like that you don't like the way he's doing it? If if that occurs at all, um, each manager is different, aren't they? Everyone has their own way. But you know what you have? You usually have a good group of core senior players who are that relationship between the players and the manager. Yeah, and you build up a trust and a relationship with the manager where you say we need to do X or Y because it gets the best out of the boys. We're just missing this little bit or something. But all it boils down to in the Premier League is egos. Mm. They don't like being mm. told what they, they don't be like, to, don't like being told what they do, what to do. And, yeah. and like I, I, I can't really stand watching Premier League football. I think I watch them prance around the pitch. And I just think like they wouldn't know what hit them if they come to our level and, and, and play for the bloods and guts with fans who you appreciate who have travelled they just take, it's like they take everything for granted. They know all their Man United players knew they'd be picked again next week. None mm. of them, not one of them play, plays all season like they might never play again. Well, hopefully they none won't all be picked fight, next none week. Of them are fighting but... for a contract because they're all so financially stable, doesn't really matter to them. And they know they'll just filter down so someone around the bottom of Premier League will, will take them. They have no realisation of the real football. They've got no desire to go and keep their shirt. They've got no desire to earn a new contract because the contracts are so long and so big yeah. they'll never yeah. get out of contract the whole system at the top yeah. is just broken that, that's a really valid point actually Josh because like you know you like say you used to be like say a two year contract now you're getting like four year contracts and five the, year the, contracts the, you know? there was a thing the other day for, for people come out the minute the average wage should it, bear in mind this is including including people like 18 year old 19 year old <clears throat> on Premier League yeah. contracts the average mm. wage is forty-five thousand on a four-year deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean that is ridiculous. That's Crazy. the average. Think how many there'll be boys in, in Premier League clubs on six, seven hundred pound a week. So they're bringing that wage right, right, right down. Right on down. Average. Yeah, yeah. It's just ludicrous, yeah. and they, they have no yeah. realization. That's why I don't I don't know what the people expect. The the players are so protected in their own little bubbles. I agree with what Rick said. That it's like they don't they can't comprehend that they didn't try. Because they're so they're, they're followed by they're surrounded by yes men, and I agree. That's why I think they don't like uh, the manager at the moment because he's not a yes man. Yeah. Them boys, them boys from even outside of football, 
they'll have people who will never say no to them because they know the clout they hold, the money they have. They'll be able to go and do anything. And football's changed a lot in the last few years and social media and things like that have probably, probably enhanced it even more at the top. But these are like, these players, football now is like a, is like a TV programme. These are like Hollywood actors walking around. Pardon? It is. It is like a, yeah. yeah, it is. And, and they, are, they are honestly, they're probably completely... They know they'll be playing next week. They know they'd be, they'll be picking X amount up. And that desire at the top of the game is gone. Well, it that isn't even, Josh. Josh, it isn't even that they know they'll be playing next week. It doesn't matter if they're they playing. They, they, yeah, they yeah. know that there's going to be 200 grand in their bank account Monday morning. Sorted. Yeah. Why put mm. Yeah. The other thing as well is that uh, Skibbo actually said this a long time. And, and Darren Way, when he was manager, I spoke to him a couple of times about it. And, he said, "Nowadays, you can't like like in, in our day. You got you, you were told half time or, or after the game or pulled in or whatever. It was it was quite ugly at times. You know what I mean? You do, it's, sometimes the truth hurts, but it's the way it was put across. You know, and sometimes when you're you're told you may never play for the football club again, and it's not nice. But you've got to find some you know some desire to, to prove people wrong. There's none of that anymore. Some of the right friends I I got as as a player." Half time, you know. I remember Jerry Gal pinning me up against the bloody wall, yeah, you know, yeah. to get something out. But he, he wanted a reaction, and and he and, and I think he, he, he got one night. But um, he was pushing his luck, wasn't he, tried, Jerry Gal? He tried. Ah, oh, he was like, you know, his fag in his mouth and his pint of beer on the other hand. But like Rick says, how can you do that to someone who's got everything? How can you risk yeah. it? Because you can't. What do you yeah. take away? For the, what do you take away? What yeah. they know that they, they know if they never kick a ball again. They've still got three years left on a multi-million pound contract. They'll just go. Yeah. I'll be here longer than you will. Yeah, that's just it. It's easier to change the manager than it is to change the players. We've said this yeah. all along. Every time a manager that he loses the dressing room, as it were, economically from a club point of view, it's so much easier just to put a new manager in. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you've still got the same problem that was there at the first place. You hope for a little bit of new manager bounce, but then it will rear its ugly head, and it'll be another manager out the. Yeah, out the door, and, and it's uh, the circle starts again, doesn't it? But and is it is it a coincidence a... that that ten players? Because we'll we'll give the higher the benefit of the doubt. Ten players have suddenly started playing utter utter crap, all at the same time. I mean, is that a coincidence? It's it's almost as though it's a concerted effort. If it's if it's a coincidence, it shows how fragile that group of players is, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. No one is willing to stick their head no. above the parapet and no. stand up and no and leaders. Yeah, and it also it's a bit stupid because there's a point that um, Adrian's mate Micah was making over and over. Oh, well, it doesn't matter because Ralph will be gone in a few months. What they forget is that Ralph is a he's involved in the process of appointing the new manager, and two he will still be there. He's going to be yeah. there for now. So yeah. all, all this downing tools and and to try and undermine him. It's just nonsense. But but it's if you think about nonsense. if you think about that, Rick, that's that's Micah Richards, that's an ex top flight footballer saying that. So he's not yeah. alone in thinking that. That's the thought process. Yeah. You yeah, it's the way they think. Time. Whereas if you were like in our position, say for myself up in up in the summer, you'd be like it doesn't matter who the contract is, who the who the manager is, I'm looking at, I need to look after me. Yeah. So every mm. time I go on there I'm showcasing myself I'm, I'm I'm doing this, this, and it's important I do it well, or else I'll be unemployed at the end of the year. Yeah, and this lot, so they don't have that they, they don't, they don't have that. they don't have that. It's gone at the top. How long has Anthony Martial been on loan? A couple of weeks? Yeah. Sevilla have already said they've got no interest in signing him full-time at the end of it. Well, now that tells you something, doesn't it, though? Yeah. He's been, tells like, you he's, he's rubbish. Been there a couple of weeks. He's been there a couple of weeks, and they've already seen enough of him to say... End of the season, that's enough for us chaps. And he's not the yeah. only one. He's not the only one. But there's no, there can't have been a changing room that is full of so many weak characters in a yeah. professional sport. There's no pride. There's no... I don't know. It's just beggar's belief. Wow. There's, no, there's no leaders there, is there? Who's a leader in the, in the actual life? No so one. Going right through... There's, there's not a, there's not a proper leader. No, I mean, you've no. been flourished with them like through the through the years. You know, Brian Robson, Roy Keane, 
you know, I was, even, even Thorpe, I was ta- I was talking to my lad about this the other day about the first Fergie team that won the Premier League because he said something to me about uh, hard men talking about hard men. Fergie's team, but it's not just about being hard; it's about being of the right character. Peter Schmeichel, Steve Bruce, mm. Gary Patter, Dennis Irwin, yeah. Paul yeah. Hitz, Roy yeah. King, Brian yeah. Robson, mm. Mark Hughes, Brian yeah. McClure. Yeah. That's from a team from 1992, whenever it was. You look at that team now, who team, would you say has got anything like that at all? There's nothing. No. 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 Absolutely nothing. And as a United fan, it's heartbreaking to watch because they get exactly what they deserve. You can't defend your club. Because they get exactly what they deserve. Yeah. And I agree with it. But unfortunately, the problem is that those fans, I mean, you know, they are, United fans, I would think, you know, one of the best lots in in the whole country. They travel everywhere. They, you know, (laughs) sorry, you got a problem for me. And um, you know, they're they're brilliant. And what are they getting back? They're, They're spending a fortune. I bet they'll be, you know, I was going to say going to uh, Atletico because it's over here, isn't it? But but you know there'll be a, a, a seventy odd thousand crowd at Old Trafford for the Atletico game. I would have thought, um, regardless of what's going on, and they 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 just stick in there, don't they? And what do they get given back to them? Absolute crap. Which is yeah, it's it's sad. It really is sad. And if your I was ground will always be your ground will always be full or should be always be full because you get a certainly when before COVID you get a multitude of global people visiting London, you know, visiting Manchester to to go to Man United Football Club. Yeah. You know, there's Chinese, they all come all around the world. They come there with an opportunity to, to go and watch a game at, at Man United. Mm. And that, that is that is why you're so you know revered around the world as being the most expensive you know the, the, the club in the world. Yeah, because, but I think I think club in the world because because your, the global product is so big. But I think they've been that that there are certain people at the club going back a bit now because they're probably long since gone. I mean, for example, sat in the crowd on Saturday, Sunday, Fergie and David Gill. Now I've noticed two or three yeah. times David Gill's been at a game. Is he just a yeah. supporter that he's just going in, or is there something more to it than that? Because he was a, he was a perfect CEO. He was brilliant. I, I don't know. But that's that's the thing. When people go on about Fergie leaving, the fact that David Gill left at the same time, that's what's caused an awful lot of problems. Yeah. And how many times? It's it's like say about all oh, the players that United have got haven't aren't good enough. Don't forget, Fergie won the title with players like Anderson, Cleverson. Yeah, and some people people like Anderson would walk into this team now. Absolutely, absolutely walk in this. Hundred yeah. percent. Shows yet, how far t- they've fallen. At the time, he was derided as being, "Oh, he's not good enough. He's, you know, he's just a squad player." Yeah, I take Jonathan Green in right now. That's how bad things are. That's how bad this lot are performing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it is. It is a sad indictment, I'm afraid. And and it comes on the day that that Franco Farrell died, which was ninety uh, odd, I think he was. So uh, ninety four. Ninety four was he? Yeah. Yeah. Never quite really hit it off at United, but. Um, you don't like to see somebody, you know. Um, moving on a little bit, because we've got a few minutes left, but not a lot. Um, what do you think about Newcastle now, Rick? Because I know you've been quite critical about Newcastle. And all of a sudden, Eddie Howe seems to have uh, turned things around somewhat. Yeah, unfortunately, from, from many of <laughs> I mean, Newcastle, fair enough, they are. They're playing better football now, and they're not one of the three worst teams. It's, it's not Newcastle per se. It's that whole model that whole trinket club it, as much as um, I think everybody knows my feelings on Liverpool as a, as, a, as a football club but they're a proper football club I don't like Arsenal they're a proper football club they're not some whatever's happened at Manchester City now whatever happens at Newcastle in the future whatever happened at Chelsea that could be anyone you know those people could have bought any club and made them mm. into that yeah. so don't go thinking if you're a Man City fan Lovely as it must be at the moment, but surely don't you feel cheated that you've got all this success because somebody's come and just planted a golden ticket? They've not earned well, it. I, 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 would, I would defend that a little bit. They've got one hell of a coach. You know what I mean? You, 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 you yeah, just can't, they've got... You, you can't just buy... Look, 
we had the Real Madrid situation, like, you know, and they had all those amazing players, but they could never gel together. You need a, you do need a coach. You just can't say, we bought this, we bought this, we bought yeah, this. Yeah, don't get me wrong, Thorpe. They are, they are, without a shadow of doubt, the best oh. football team in the country at the moment. They've got the best coach good players. at the moment. Got the best, yeah, they've got good yeah. players out of the team and they, they, they to got, make them work a different way. How have they got those people into the football club? Now they dev listen. We all know how they got them there, but you still got to gel them together, you know. And that's not just they're not. They'll they go back to the old Derby situation. Derby went when they were in the Championship, spent a ridiculous amount of money, and all these top players outside the Premiership, like you know, and they didn't win. They came halfway. You got to have a coach. Now, when they had the, um, the the Real Madrid side. You had, like, they used to have, like, oh, oh, we buy these great, fantastic players. The coach has to coach those players. You know, they couldn't win that league. They just couldn't do it. And they just, they're in the Champions League or, you know, what it was called, European League then. And they couldn't win it. You have to have a decent coach. You know, and Guardiola said, the yeah, best. absolutely, absolutely. He's the best that money can buy. Yeah, listen, he's the Everything best out there. Everything was back to money. Absolutely. Listen, it all comes down to money. But like, whether you get that player or a coach or or whatever, listen, Man United have spent loads of money. Liverpool spent loads of money. Got some yeah, great players. But how did they get that money? How did that football club get that money? They got it through yeah, Rick, I'm not gonna. I, I get your argument, and I totally yeah. agree with you on that side of it. But you yeah. still need to gel those players together, and that's not easy. But I tell you that now, Josh, I tell you. It's not easy. You work so hard in week in, week out uh, on your structure and your players and then you get like a player out. The fact that they've been able to buy you know, a bigger squad, but their recruitment's been phenomenal. You know, where, where where's Man United's recruitment gone? They, theirs, was, theirs was also... Listen, theirs was also phenomenal. Their academy across Britain was and Europe and Ireland as well was phenomenal. Where's it gone? So you just can't you can't just can't always have that argument, oh they bought it, they bought it, they bought it. Yes, I do understand it and I do get you and I do agree with you. But I agree with you on eighty percent of it. But there's a massive but there. You still need so I'll tell you now, when Guardiola goes, then we'll see whether they mm. can still hold it. It's and, isn't it? What they get next. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's exactly the same what happened at uh, 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 Liverpool years ago, you know, when they didn't get the right manager and Sooners came in and it didn't quite work out for him like as well as it should have done, you know, and, you know, even back to when Don Revy left and, you know, people at Man United, it, they're all going to go through it and Manchester City won't be no different. Actually, it'd be quite interesting when Guardiola does go. Um, as to just here, because Guardiola is, is streets above anybody at the moment. I don't think there's, I suppose Klopp's the nearest, but I don't think there's many others that are anywhere in the same street as him. So A different style of management though, isn't it? Because, well, it is, but know, once he goes, who's going to come in in this place? I mean, you know, say say he walked out today, who would they go and get? Because yeah. There will be, with Man City, Adrian, there will be a plan. Before yeah. Guardiola went there, they were appointing ex-Barcelona directors, a mm. director of football, a sporting director. So that before Guardiola even got to the club, they were buying the players that would fit into his system and that he could work with. There's thinking. Yeah. It looks like the Saudis are going to do the same thing at Newcastle because you look at the players they brought in, they weren't world beaters, but they will raise them to the next level. Whereas you yeah. look at United, they get bought by somebody whose only interest is how much money can we take out of the football club. Mm. Those two other projects, as horrible as they are, they've been thought through. And... That's the process, what, isn't that? Yeah. What makes it successful? Yeah, you can see the process. United's yeah. just been stuck a few billion at the wall and see if it sticks, which is brainless, absolutely brainless. They must mm. have pretty really thick look. skins, the Glazers, though, to get the amount of criticism that they, they do. Don't they, they don't. <laughs> they literally. I agree with you, Rick. They just don't care. They literally. Mm. I, I didn't realise they've not paid any of the debt off. I mean, that no. is a disgrace. You, you don't get to become a billionaire without upsetting, without coming to terms with upsetting don't. people mm. and no, taking flat, do you? So that is true enough. Back to them. Well, they haven't bought United for sporting glory. They bought it to see how much money they can wring out of the damn thing before they uh, 
have a car boot, have a, have a fire sale and chuck it away. That's all they're interested in. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Happy yeah. right from the big one. Well, look, we're getting slightly close to the edge now. Um, we always talk about Yeovil, and I think we need to talk about Yeovil for a few minutes. Um, you know, Josh and I were exchanging texts on Saturday, and he, he finished his off after I said, "Can you do the podcast?" We can't buy a win, and you know, I, I said to my wife when, when I was listening to it on on Three Valleys Radio, and um, <laughs> it was interesting. The, the referee, oh, nine minutes of injury time, and I said to yeah. my wife, "You watch him now, throw it away." This is about game management, and I said, you know, nine minutes. And sure enough, it took you three minutes, I think, to chuck it away, didn't it, Josh? I think it was a bit later than that, but first of all... Yeah, 95th, wasn't it? Yeah, 95th, I think. Mm. But the thing is, when you're up against it... I mean, the the free kick... No one will see the free kick unless you were there. The guy jumped up, got... And I mean tapped, and caught the ball. And mm. the ref gave a free kick. And things like that make a massive difference. And for one, there was never nine minutes added on. I don't know where there was... I mean, I've played with people who have broke their legs and they've not had nine minutes added on. No. And it's it's just, it's it's you go through periods like this in football and you can't yeah. blame other people. Just don't get in the luck. But, but I mean, like the, the, the header, he's headed the ball from 15 yards out and it's spun in the, spun into the corner. The week before we got done by a worldie. And you just go through periods where every inch, because inches make a big difference in football, falls the wrong side for you. And, and, 10, 15 games ago that, that would have hit the post and bounced out on, yeah. on Saturday it, it clipped the inside post and went in the corner and it is so hard because you do really sometimes when the game beats you up it beats you up really really badly like yeah. the harder you try yeah. unless you yeah. and, when you're and, in that situation yeah and, and it's, it is it's, it's like that the, the boys are grafting so hard they're working so hard and um, it's just like we, I feel like we need if we score two goals in one game, we might open the floodgates. But at the moment, it just feels like everything can conspire against us. Is and it's just it makes a, it makes for tough for a tough time. But as Do, you say, that's as we as we're saying about Man United. That's when people have to. That's when as a group of men, you have to stand up, isn't it? Do the do the players listen to the manager's post match interview after the game that goes um, out on YouTube and that sort of thing? I think some do. I, I haven't recently. I haven't, well, you know, you're one of the more mature ones. I, I don't mean attitude. I mean in age, you're slightly older than, yeah, than yeah. some of them. But to be okay. fair to Dan Sol, he's he is he is so supportive of the team. Every week he's supportive, and it doesn't matter what sort of performance you put in. And he keeps saying, "This team next season, if we can keep it together, this is going to be one hell of a team." And and you know, one can't criticize the manager because he is so supportive. I mean, do you guys realise just how supportive he is? Oh yeah, I think I think we we know how fortunate we are, we have been, and and we as a group this season it's been hard for everyone, and, and staff included as a group it's been extremely difficult. There's been times when we've been down to bare bones, and I think that brings you closer together. And it and like I said, it it shows the manager that it, what type of characters he's got in the dressing room, and I think he likes what he sees in that sense, and. And obviously, we know he supports us. So, as a group of players, it, it gives you that extra sense to run, to try and run through a brick wall for him. Mm. And unfortunately, there's a few extra bricks in there at the moment. We can't quite get through it. But I think he's a very admirable man because he stands by us every week. But I think he knows that us boys couldn't try any harder for him. And some things just aren't going for us at the moment. But I think you can, like Rick said earlier in the, in the, in the podcast, you can always forgive someone who's given everything they got. Yeah, and yeah. it's a it's a good oh, I think, trait. I think the fans have seen that as well, and they they've appreciated it. The ones who've been there. Well, they haven't sure. turned. Sorry, that's that's why they haven't turned. That's why they're yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think I think I'd be yeah. and 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 it, we'd be naive to say we've got a, we are the full package because we're definitely not. And I think it's clear to see we if we added in if we could add certain aspects to our game, we'd be in a much better position. That's that's clear for anyone who knows football to see. But Josh, just saying, Josh, sorry, also losing players, key players at certain periods of the, of the season has not, not helped. And, uh, you know, and he, 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 we obviously realise we need 
a strike, another strike yeah. force there as well to freshen it up as well. Yeah, yeah, and um, and a couple of here and there. But I think if we can keep this that squad together, if we can, um, I, I totally agree. You're nearly there. Nearly yeah, there. I, I think I think the nucleus of the squad is very good, and and not even as just players as people. There's a good nucleus in in harmony in the group. There's there's a good amount of leaders. There's a good amount of different personalities which all complement each other. And I feel like yeah, we're, I feel like we're not too far away from clicking. And who knows if we could stick all stick together for another couple of seasons, it could be the foundations of something something very very successful. Enough, gentlemen. Enough, 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 enough. We've run out of time, I'm afraid. Sorry to cut you <laughs> off, but that's the way it goes in the radio business. So to Rick, thank you very much for joining us tonight, mate. And to Josh, the same to you, sir. Thank you very much for joining us. And of course. Thorpey, thanks for joining yeah. us, old dog. We appreciate your Absolute company. pleasure. And uh, don't forget, we've got full match commentary tomorrow when, uh, rumour has it, there might even be three in the commentary box because George Marshall <laughs> James will be commentating, Thorpey's going to be there, and Mr Hyatt is going to be reported to be putting his six penneth in as well tomorrow night. So make sure you join us for that. Quarter to, uh, quarter to eight tomorrow night. Yeovertown uh, versus Dagenham, isn't it, I think? Um, yeah. And then, of course, we've got the same thing again on Saturday against Grimsby, I think, isn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah. so uh, thank you all for joining us tonight. We'll catch up with you all next week. Mm -hmm.